And welcome to the Middle Country Public Library podcast, our premiere episode, and we're very excited to have you listening to us. I'm your host, Sal DiVincenzo. Today I'm with... Sarah Fade. That's right, and... Jim Ward. And we are uh, all adult service librarians here at Middle Country Public Library, and we're very excited to have you listening to us. And this is going to be the place where you can come to listen to what we're doing here at the library, new events, new things in our collection, programming, all that wonderful, all the wonderful things that we have here at the at Middle Country Library. Additionally, every week we will focus on one thing uh, that we find you might be very interested in, and that'll be our focus segment. So it'll be a little more in-depth uh, look at uh, what's happening here at the library. So this is our first episode. So please bear with us as we get our radio legs, I guess is the best way to say it, <laughs> uh, as we enter into this new... Uh, realm for us. Uh, usually what we would do to start things off is we would have housekeeping, talk about what's happening uh, here at the library, and this is what's happening. We have a new podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find our podcast on our website at uh, www.mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts. That will be your direct link to where you can subscribe to get our podcasts and once you subscribe to them on services like uh, services like iTunes and uh, Stitcher whenever we post a new episode you will get it it'll show up in your feed do you folks listen to podcasts Sarah no not, no, as not really you're much. gonna listen to this one though right well of course of course of, of course you're gonna listen to Jim do you listen to podcasts personally I don't but okay I think I'll but, listen to but this now one. you'll listen to this one <laughs> I right? sure will okay so you see the, you'll be able to hear the soothing sounds of your voice you can, it's a lovely voice it's very fantastic so uh, so that's what we'll talk about uh, every every week we'll talk about what's happening uh, here and uh, and then we will talk about some of the things that we like as librarians and Sarah you you handle all the DVD collection mm-hmm. and you handle the video games collection mm-hmm. here the in the on the on the adult side at least and yes. and just so you, for, for those of you listening we're going to talk about everything in the library adult the children's department uh, everything that we have to offer we will we will definitely touch uh, with this this podcast but uh, this week Sarah you mm-hmm. are going to talk about uh, you know the Oscars are coming up yes they are they, they'll be showing on March 4th March 4th so they made the uh, the announcement of the nominees mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to get those in our collection correct? yes so what um, are you looking at so I'm just going to touch base on the best picture uh, nominations so we have uh, call me by your name and that will be available March uh, we have Darkest Hour, which is going to be coming up in our next new release list. We have Dunkirk, which is already in the library. Get Out, which is already in the library for you to take out. Lady Bird will be coming out soon. There's no release date as of yet. Phantom Thread and The Post are currently in the theaters, as well as The Shape of Water. And then three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri will also be on the next coming DVD list. Coming DVD list. Now, it's a great segue to talk about what that coming soon list is because I know a lot of patrons come in and they're you know they say, hey, I saw I saw this. You know what happens? This is what happens. Patron comes in because they saw the coming attractions at the end or at the beginning mm-hmm. of a DVD that they've taken out, and then they want to come in and they want to get that movie. 
Now, I would say 50% of the time that movie's what? Still in the theater? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's not in the theater, we get it for our collection, but it's not something that a patron can just come in and request right off the bat. And the, the reason why is we want to be fair, right? Mm-hmm. So how does that how does that work? You create you have a list of... Correct. So um, basically, if we have a blockbuster movie or something that's really hot, you know, and it, People want hot and exciting. Exactly, hot and exciting. Uh, whenever it's released, we have a weekly um, coming soon list. So we have, um, it's usually the first and third Monday of the month is adult. Okay. The second Monday is children's. Okay. And the fourth Monday will be the independent documentary and foreign releases. And those are, again, the, the most popular independent foreign releases. Correct, Okay, yes. and documentaries. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some independent foreign films and documentaries that are not popular, they might not be on that list. So that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't get them for the collection. Correct. These are only ones that are of high demand. High demand items. Sort of hot topics. Right. Generally, what are we talking about as far as copies are concerned? Because that's a, you know, because patrons might come in and say, hey, you know, I want this new movie. How come I can't? How come I have to wait for it for for two weeks? So, you know, because they're um, high demand items, we do um, order a lot. So we have... 20 copies of regular and 20 copies wow. of Blu-ray that so, we order. So we we try very hard to get as many yes. copies out there as possible. Correct. We Yes, we try to accommodate all of our patrons so they do not have to wait two months to see to a movie. To see a movie. Right. Exactly. And patrons, uh, there is a quick place that patrons can go mm-hmm. to see this list every week. It's right on our uh, web uh, online catalog. Mm-hmm. And it's the new DVD list. Correct, on the very bottom. On the very bottom. Mm-hmm. In addition to the new DVD list, I believe there's a New York Times bestseller list down yes. there. And there's also the new CD release list. So mm-hmm. patron wanting to see one of these fantastic movies, mm-hmm. as long as it's on that list, mm-hmm. it'll be on that link for the week, correct? Correct. But underneath that list, there's um, past, I believe it's something like past DVD lists, where I think we um, archive like the last month or two months worthy really yeah. mm-hmm. i so did not know that if you miss it you can look in that list and see what um we have ordered been been right. here 11 years had no idea mm-hmm. see that so that's excellent so did you uh did you see any of these movies i did i saw three billboards outside ebbing missouri and the shape of water and get out <laughs> and Dunkirk, yes. Oh, so okay, so almost half. Yeah, I didn't get to all of them yet, but so but. so if you had to pick, I hate to put you on the spot Ooh. here, but if you had to pick just one, just one movie to see before the awards, like, well, what do you think? What do you think is gonna win, Sarah? I don't know. Who do you think is gonna win? It's tough. I, 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 you know, I didn't see the posts. I want to see that, and I, I think it. it I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards the post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards as contenders. As the three major contenders. But, but what know. was your favorite? What was your favorite, though, of those? Of those? Yes. So if you had the envelope and you wrote what you wanted to write inside <laughs> the winner, you would give it to uh, Price, was it Price Waterhouse Cooper's accounting firm or whatever it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll say, this is my, my pick, and uh, Sarah Fade's pick is? I would probably go with The Shape of Water. Okay. It was... Um, I thought it was uh, it was so fantastical. You know, I really like Guillermo del Toro as okay. a director, and uh, it was a love story ultimately. And it was it was a little offbeat, and uh, you know, it was well done as well. Excellent. Mm. All right. So that mm. that's all right. So it's The Shape of Water. That's my pick. That's your pick. Yeah. And my that contender. and that is still in theaters. So we're gonna have yes. to wait until that until that 
that comes mm-hmm. out. And again, if you are a patron and you want to reserve that, you have to wait until it shows up yes. on that high on that list because right. obviously all of these films are going to be on the high demand list. Right. Oh, side note, also, if you um, you know say the next one is coming out as three billboards, unfortunately, you cannot pre-request it until it's on the list. So, so it has to be right. on the list. Yes, unfortunately. And that list officially opens up, you said, on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And it officially opens up when the library opens. So at 9.30 yes. a.m., mm-hmm. you can either call us, mm-hmm. you can either come down in person, mm-hmm. or you can do this online uh, you know, right. through your internet connection. You can do this online right. Correct. from our catalog. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jimmy, your Oscar pick is uh, Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy. <laughs> Tommy Boy. <laughs> yes. Chris Farley will win the award <laughs> posthumously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I've actually seen uh, the Three Billboards one. I've seen uh, Dunkirk. I don't think I've seen the others. Um, you didn't see Get Out? I honestly don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, The Darkest Hour, That's I think that's the Winston Churchill one. Yes. So that yes. one I wanted to see. But if I had to pick between the two that I've seen, yes. I would mm, I'd probably go with the Three Billboards. Three Billboards, yeah. Yeah, Dunkirk, it was good. I just I feel like... It, you didn't connect enough with the characters. It was very atmospheric. It was. You were kind of like almost watching from above, not was getting it, a feel right. for the individual you know, that's, characters. That's right. interesting that you should say that because I, 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 I follow some YouTube um, film critics uh, and while they enjoyed the film and they, they thought it was a brilliant mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. of that historical moment, which I don't think a lot of people realize what happened there, right. uh, they said the same thing. They mm-hmm. said that they felt like they were disconnected right. from the characters. Mm-hmm. Right. And as a historical uh, representation mm-hmm. of what happened, it was great. It was mm-hmm. one, It was beautiful. It was wonderful. They, you know, it, it made sense, but there were no personal connections with, right. with anyone there. Well, I said to someone, I said, it's it's a different movie from, say, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, you felt like oh, you, got, absolutely you got right. to know those characters. You, character you really driven. start, like, mm-hmm. not that you didn't care about the characters in Dunkirk, but you didn't feel like you got to know them. You got right. to know them, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. Well, excellent. Well, we will see uh, who will win this year. When are the uh, Academy Awards this year? Uh, March 4th. March 4th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, tune in and mm-hmm. see what happens on March 4th. Uh-huh. Well, thank you, Sarah, for, for that. Now, um, you also do video games? Yes, I order um, video games for adult and young adult and uh, graphic novels and manga. Very cool. Very cool. Any? Uh, are you a video gamer, though? I mean, do you are you um, actually hands-on with this stuff? Or? A little personal tidbit. I, <laughs> I very much like video games, and I enjoy watching them, but I get a little motion sickness. Really? So, depending on the game, I'm an excellent co-pilot. Okay. But sometimes I... Can't always play certain games. I see. I see. Yeah. I like Pong. <laughs> Pong is a cool game. Very simple. Yeah, Pong back and is forth. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those were the days. Those were the days, yeah. right? Right. I miss Nintendo, the old Nintendo. See, Sega you're ta- okay. Yeah, so now, that's... now we're gonna get the the age thing going on. <laughs> oh, Commodore sixty four. I was gonna say okay. Commodore sixty four, Commodore Vic twenty. Oh, I go sad. back to the Atari twenty six hundred. Oh wow! So a bunch of people just perked up when I said that. <laughs> you Do know. you remember in television? I remember yes. in television. Yes. ColecoVision. I, that one I never played. Yeah, ColecoVision mm-hmm. was uh, was another one. Uh, the TRS-80. I mean, these are all that, old school. Yeah. I think we're doing a program here. Aren't we doing like a retro gaming program or something like that? We have to look into that. Yeah. And if we're not doing it, we, <laughs> we should, should do it. Do it right? yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, now, 
Jimmy, you're going to talk about mm-hmm. your pick for this week yes. is is a book. Yes. So uh, tell us, the book is The Operator? Yep. It's called The Operator, Firing the Shots That Killed Osama Bin Laden and My Years as a SEAL Team Warrior by Robert O'Neill. Mm. Very, very long title. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, briefly, what, what's it about? Well, it's written by uh, Robert O'Neill, who was the man who uh, was part of the SEAL Team 6 that... Um, went on the bin laden raid in 2011 okay. and uh he was the man that fired as the title suggests fired the shots that killed osama bin laden um it starts out from uh i guess when he was in high school and uh he was thinking about what he wanted to do um he ended up i guess having trouble with a girl so it made him want to go into the military and you know kind of get away from everything and and you um, see that it's always the way it's always about that right it's always about that <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so it, it follows him through um going through um you know the navy seal training through buds um which now at the moment i, I forget what that acronym stands for mm. but um he and then they also have their what they term hell week and that's like the most intense five days of uh training and and exercises that um i'm guessing probably anyone in the military might have to go through but um it, it really you almost feel the pain they probably feel exerting themselves it's it's unbelievable what they go through it's and very well written in that very, respect. Very yeah. well. And actually, I when I was reading this, I read uh, the book, but also at times when I'd be driving, listening to the audio book. Very cool. And it's it's not like a typical audio book where you're listen like you're just listening to a guy read. It actually just sounds like he's telling the story off the cuff, not really. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so he gets into it like personality wise. Very good. Nice. Does the author uh, narrate the book? He or? does. Oh. Yeah. That's what that's one of the reasons I love it, is that you're listening to the actual mm-hmm. guy. Mm hmm tell his own story and and he tells in such a great way it's like it gets you you know excited to listen for the next sure you know sure it's like he's he's you're sitting at a table with him yeah and he's basically recounting yeah exactly you're just hanging out with them (laughs) what was what's your takeaway from the book um it you know it you literally feel like you're right there with them and he not it's not just about the bin laden raid it's different missions he served in afghanistan served in iraq um and he goes through different missions goes through uh the camaraderie between the SEALs and the mil- and other military members. And you just get a feel for that environment because, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I forget what the percentages they say that serve in the military it might be like 1% or something of the population. So mm-hmm. most of us will never, ever know what it's like to be in the military. And this gives you a really good idea. I mean, the pranks they play on each other, the, you know, the, the types of um, work they do when they go on their missions. It's, it's phenomenal what they do. So would you say, talking about audience here, our patrons, mm-hmm. Um, do you think this is something that most patrons would be interested in? Do you I, have to have a, like a, a, a military a desire to, to know, um, you know, want to know about the military? Is this more, do you think someone with a, um, someone who's looking for maybe something dramatic or something, you know what I'm saying? Um, who, do you, mean, who do you think would really enjoy this book? Is this a universal? I mean, I feel like a lot of people would probably want to read it just for the Bin Laden raid chapter, mm-hmm. but I feel like people that are more into history or the, or the military, they might. Really appreciate really, this. Really, really, yeah, because it does go into things that are very in-depth, and he does a good job of explaining, mm-hmm. like, what different things mean in military terms, and, you know, but you have to really want to 
learn that stuff and, learn to, that and, stuff and to understand what sure. that stuff is. Yeah, sure. And I assume the Bin Laden raid chapters towards the end of the mm-hmm. book. Yes. So you have to get through all that. <laughs> exactly. It, it's like up until page uh, I don't know two hundred something yeah, okay. where you finally get to the Bin Laden raid. That's that's no, that's fine. But now uh, this doesn't does this book have anything to do with Zero Dark Thirty? Uh, obviously, it was the same raid, but this is a different. Obviously, this is going to be a different person, I would think. Right. Well, the from, at that time, I mean, I think that that movie came out in twenty twelve, if I'm not mistaken. So. I mean, they, we had heard a lot of the details, but um, and there was another guy. I think his name was Mark Bissonette that wrote a book, uh, No Easy Day. I think it's called. Okay. So he, I think he was. I, I forget if he was purporting or saying that he was the, the person that shot in London. But oh, so there was some. There was a little conflict about really? which one. I don't know if I forget if that 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 person was saying he did it or if he said someone else did. It. I I didn't yeah. read the book, but I remember hearing about it at the time. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but you know, then this one, uh, Robert O'Neill came out uh, a little over three years ago and said that he was the the man who did well, it. Well, that kind of makes this a, l- a little more interesting mm-hmm. then, though. Well, and the sto- it's actually right, interesting, right. the story of how he um, he decided to come forward with it. He he actually was very private. In the book, he said he was getting a lot of jealousy from his team, SEAL team members mm. because they, they thought he was gloating, but he wasn't gloating. It was actually other people just saying, oh, Rob, Rob's the one that did it, Rob's the one wow. that did it. Hmm. And um, he was, it was, I think, summer of 2015 or 14, I can't remember, he was doing a uh, tour of the 9-11 museum in New York City and um, he was donating the jacket I think he wore on the raid to the collection there for like an exhibit and um, they walked him through the tour and he walked into a room and it was actually a presentation being given um, I think by a politician to uh, the 9-11 families and the nine and then they asked him Rob come up and you know give a little talk talk to the families he he told them his story told them about the raid and so many of the, the family members said I feel like I have closure now, knowing wow. that you're the one that did it. And so he decided, you know what? If I can make these people feel better, I can feel I can make a whole bunch of people, you know, have some closure with sure. what happened mm-hmm. on December so that's 11th. That's why he came out, right? And that's so fantastic. then he had the interview. Then he wrote the book. So excellent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, you definitely made me want to read it, so that, or listen to it. Actually, <laughs> yeah, think, listening to it is going to uh, be listening very to it exciting. is probably much uh, more exciting yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as that I have a long commute, but that's that's great. Now, do we have a we have a program coming up we that's do. kind of related to this? It's actually somewhat related because um, it, it, I don't know if um, how many people have heard of Michael Murphy. He was a Navy SEAL as well. Um, he was on a reconnaissance mission in Afghanistan to find a top Taliban leader, and um, he, he and three others were on that mission and were compromised when uh, the Taliban lo- saw that they were in the area, and um, they were it was four SEALs against. And there's different reports. Some say 50 Taliban, mm-hmm. 100, 200. But um, there were, a battle ensued, and three of those men, including Michael Murphy, were killed uh, during that battle. And you, you guys might remember Lone Survivor, the movie. Mm-hmm. It was a book by Marcus okay. Luttrell. Yes. Um, that that's where Michael Murphy comes into it, and um, it, the story that he actually earned the Medal of Honor because mm-hmm. while his men were pinned down, he was he went out into an open, exposed area to get a signal for his satellite phone. And by doing that, he did get help for his men. Unfortunately, three of them died, but, um, but he continued through the, while he's making the fault the, the call, he's actually being shot at still. And, wow. but do, by doing that, he was able to get help to, uh, at least get Marcus mm. out of there. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so he earned the, uh, congressional medal of honor for Amazing. that. Okay. So his dad, um, Daniel Murphy, who actually is a Vietnam war veteran, mm. uh, he'll be here on Tuesday, March 20th from 7 to 8 here in Center Reach, and he's going to talk all about Michael, uh, his life, 
his career and uh, his heroism. Wow, that's nice. fantastic. Now, mm-hmm. is that registration open already for that? Uh, actually, it is. Um, I believe it is open. Yes, it opened in December. Some seats available, so hope everyone uh, will sign up for it. It's going to be a great program. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. We move now onto our focus segment. Every episode, we will focus on something that we feel is very interesting to you, the listener. Uh, things that we are doing here at the library, as well as programming, events, so on and so forth. And today, we are going to talk about something very exciting here at Middle Country. It is the Library of Things. And with me in the studio, I have Christine Tanzi. Hi, everyone. And I have Stephanie Vecchio. Hello, everybody. And today we're going to talk about this uh, very unique collection that we have for our patrons. You know, you come to the library, you think what? You think DVDs, you think books. <laughs> this is a little different, the library of things. I mean, this is these are actual items that people can take home and use. We're talking about technology items, educational items. For example, the education collection is something new for the uh, children's department. Christine? Yes, it is one of the Youth Services Department's newer collections. Um, It does contain a variety of technology items for children, teens, and families to bring home and explore. So to give you an idea of some of the items available in that collection, you'll find robots, um, coding and interactive games, as well as circuitry kits. What kind of robots are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, danger, danger. (laughs) I mean, these small robots, big robots, I mean, what? what? Um, We have some really tiny robots called Ozobots. They're like the size of a quarter. Really? Um, Yeah, and they can be programmed by using markers on paper, so they're very easy to use. Um, They can also be coded using um, tablets, so, uh, you know, an iPad, so they can be moved. um, Via the iPad. Via the iPad. Kind of remote control. Yeah. Now, we don't provide the iPads, Mm -hmm. correct? This has to be something that the patron has at home. We do not, correct. Um, But if you're looking to find out if any of your devices at home are compatible with our robots or technology that you can borrow from the Library of Things, you can visit uh, the children's portion of our website. And we have a complete listing of everything that's to offer within that collection. Yes, and we will have all of the links to the important things that we talk about during our podcast in the show notes on the show notes page. Uh, I kind of saw in your collection, Christine, Mm -hmm. something very cool. I don't know if it would be considered a STEM item, but it was, it was, uh, it was a uh, very popular droid from a very popular um, movie series. Uh, Yes. Um, Yes. Is you want to talk about our little friend that we have uh, waiting for for our patrons? I'd be glad to. So um, for those of you that are Star Wars fans out there, we actually own two BB-8 Spheros, which are part of the Library of Things educational collection. Um, And this is a droid robot. Um, You would download an app onto your device at home, and you can actually control your robot to move around on the floor. Um, And BB-8 actually shows a range of expressions, and it perks up when you give it voice commands. Um, We also have a force band that you can wear on your wrist and pair it with the BB-8 droid, and you can control your droid with just a wave of your hand. So it's really interactive and fun. It's compatible with um, the iOS and Android operating systems, and it is recommended for ages 8 and up. So it's a great, um, it's a great 
educational item for your family to use because you can actually explore what it takes to um, control a robot. Plus, it's just very fun. And it's fun. To use the force. And and is Jedi training required for for such a thing? No, it's not. No, it's not required. So so if I wanted to take this BB-8 Sphero out, which is an incredibly popular uh, item now Mm -hmm. in the stores, um, and this is all free, right, everything. So we should mention that taking anything out from the Library of Things collection here at Middle Country is free. Uh, how long do I get to play with Sphero and, and harass my dog at home? <laughs> how long is that So um, you can borrow Sphero for up to seven days, but just make sure to return it on time because, you know, there may be other patrons waiting to check that item out, especially since it's so popular. And we do charge a late fee if you have it out past the due date. But it's like, what, $15,000 or something? Yeah. So there, so if, so if, if uh, and we're going to talk about the adult side now, but uh, there is a procedure that one would go through, a patron would go through. It's an online part of our website. It's a form that people can fill out and see availability, or is it not? It's what. It's um, the process to check out from the Library of Things educational collection is slightly different than the adult uh, department. Okay, so how, how would we do that? So um, you can actually reserve an item um, if it's not available in the library. Okay. You can go to our website and search our library catalog just the same way as you would do if you were searching for a specific book or DVD title okay. to check out. Um, you, you can do a, a subject search for a library of things dash educational collection Excellent. and then you'll come up with a list of items and you can request any of those items if they aren't available you can come into the library visit the youth services department uh, we do have a, a cabinet along the wall right past the library boat at the center each building if those of you are familiar with the library boat I think many are, <laughs> um, right past the boat on the right hand side along the wall near the crew room we have a case containing all of the library of things items that are available um, so if you see something in that case that you'd like to borrow you can certainly visit the reference desk and talk to the librarian and check one of those items out we do also have a binder at the youth services desk um, and you can browse through that there's pictures of each item that's in the collection as well as accessories that are included with each one so so you're not just getting just the device in many cases you're mm-hmm. getting the things that go along with the device exactly you're getting um, different components like I said the BB-8 comes with the force band and each device um, each item in the collection comes with instructions on how to pair it with your device at home, whether it's your iPad or your phone, whatever device you're using, it'll walk you through step by step what you might need to do. So most people will be able to handle these these uh, items, getting them home and getting them up and running pretty quickly. Yeah, getting them started usually requires downloading a free app onto your device and then pairing it that way. But if you have any questions, feel free to contact the Youth Services Desk and any of our librarians would be happy to help you. Fantastic. Now, Stephanie, the adult side evidently has a different way of of reserving. Do you want to talk about, before we talk about the actual items, let's talk about how do we get to this page on, on the website to, to see these items, besides our show notes page, how, how would one go and see it? 
So yeah, so the uh, adult side, the Library of Things Technology Collection is a little bit different in reserving and, and picking up items. Um, you can find that either just going to our homepage, you go to mcplibrary.org, and you can either search for Library of Things or you can go directly to the URL. It's not very long. It's mcplibrary.org slash library dash of dash things and that brings you directly to our page you read through the terms and conditions because we do require you kind of pay attention and and respect the collection these are and not then, these are not inexpensive items Let's no just mention they're it. not this, inexpensive we, we, we items. spared no expense no, a we, la jurassic park exactly you are getting some yes. really good equipment you're getting great equipment um but it's it's expensive but it's worth it and it really does benefit the community so you just have to agree to the terms and then you can look through what we have you can look through what's available on any given day and make a reservation right through this website it's called kit keeper and it lets us track what you're doing and what you have checked out, makes it nice and easy uh, for staff and patrons. Yes, and like Christine had mentioned, you can always call the yes. respective Absolutely. desks, either the youth services desk or the mm -hmm. adult desk. I just also wanted to mention, too, we have a section on our website. If you visit the children's portion of the website, if you are looking for our educational collection, if you visit children's and then um, click on the school age drop down, there's a choice for library of things and it'll bring up a whole That's list of there. the items with pictures. I think it's Great. safe to say that there's plenty of opportunities yes. to get to there's, get uh, there's many ways, to, many get ways there. to get there now what's the most popular thing right now that people are using most far and away our most popular item is the mobile hotspot that okay. we have it is we have 10 of them and they are constantly reserved and checked out and they are very useful and we find patrons can take them some of our patrons travel to manhattan for work so they'll take the mobile hotspot with them on the train and then they have Wi-Fi. Uh, so that's what the mobile hotspot does. It basically gives you um, kind of free Wi-Fi because it's free through the library. You don't have to pay for it's a It's an incredible plan. deal. It's a really incredible deal. Um, and patrons will bring them on road trips. They'll bring them to vacations where they know they're not going to have Wi-Fi. And it just lets you stay connected to the world. And you can kind of control. You can turn it on and off. You can charge it. Um, but they're our most popular item probably followed by our VHS to DVD converter. Also very big, yes. Very big. It's great because VHS tapes, they deteriorate after time, and you might lose those memories that are important to you and your family. So um, the VHS to DVD converter lets you convert them. You get two weeks with it to convert all of your videotapes if you have that many, and many people do have quite a collection. Um, so anything that you've recorded over time, you can convert onto DVD and then have them preserved. So uh, patrons for this particular item need mm -hmm. to have their own blank DVDs. Yes, they do need to purchase their own uh, writable DVDs. Okay. Yes. The other big thing that I personally have used lately is the film. Yes. Film to digital. Yes. You want to talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure. Um, that is one of our newer items to the collection. We've had this collection going probably since... I want to say October, a little bit earlier, um, and we've had this particular item for a few months now. It's been really useful. It converts 8mm film to um, digital format, which is a really great way to preserve those really, really, they're about to go kind of films. Um, and it's very easy to use. It goes right into a digital format. You can get it right onto your computer. So you do have to have a computer at home. 
um, but a lot of people do, so it is very useful, and that's a really great way. And I can speak from experience. It is a very, um, it's high definition. It's actually, yeah. it the, the, the unit takes individual pictures of each frame, mm-hmm. and it puts it together for you automatically. You don't have to know how to do anything. You right. just reel it wow. up. Yeah, that's go. amazing. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's I'm pretty learning wild. a lot today, too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. So just really quickly to go through a, a couple more things sure. that I think our, our patients would be interested in. We have Bluetooth speakers. Mm-hmm. We have Chromecast. Yep. We have a, a digital audio recording. Yes, that one's uh, really fun. Which is very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of great things here. What are, I do believe it's a little different as far as the, the checkout time you mentioned. Yes. It is two weeks for yes. the adult collection yes we like to give our patrons more time with them because we know that these are items that they're really using at home for a really useful purpose a lot of these especially the mobile hotspots if you're going on vacation and your vacation is a a nine-day vacation then it gives you time to check it out bring it with you and have time to return it so everybody gets 14 days for these items you can't renew them so I know that that could be a little disappointing, but it's also to be fair to the community because sure. there is demand for a lot of these items. So 14 days, no renewals, but you can check it out again if it's available. You just return it to customer service. You pick up all of your items at the adult reference desk and you check them out at customer service and return them there. And then they'll bring them back to us. Sometimes we have to do maintenance on them. So there's like a three day window from when they get returned for when they can be checked out again. But sure. So it's a slightly different process from children's, but it's different technology, so that's why it has Absolutely. to be different. And I know I'm, we're making light of certain things, but the, the <laughs> educational collection <laughs> is great. actually educational. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a really push now for coding and STEM and all this kind of stuff, so there's a lot going on in that collection as well that's very useful. Exactly. Um, as well as being fun. Yes. Uh, and I know there's some really, there's, uh, some really great things in that collection, um, that a, a, for a learning opportunity and the kids don't realize they're learning. Is that right? I oh, yeah, of course, of course. There is that educational component, but a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these devices are, are just meant to be fun and they're collaborative so you can work with your family on something together. So um, we do have a number of items for a variety of different ages. Um, like we said before, the Sphero is recommended for eight and up. Um, that item requires a little bit more work. Um, We have the Sphero as well, and then we have some snap circuits that, um, you know, older school-age children can explore. They can, um, you know, learn about electronics and putting circuits together, and there's a manual that comes along with it, so if they need guidance along the way. Um, We do have something called Osmo. Um, We have two different types of kits. If anybody's heard about that, that's actually an award-winning game system that came out. um, And it really changes the way that um, children interact with the iPad because it opens it up to hands-on play. So what we include in this kit is actually a reflective mirror that goes over the camera on your iPad. And there's a stand, so you would put your iPad resting in the stand and then you download the free apps that are part of Osmo and it allows um, the child to use um, pieces that are included in the kit that are picked up by the reflective mirror and they actually interact with 
your device. This is something that's very easy to use for toddlers, I would say, right? Because they can grab them or... Yeah, they, it's recommended for... younger for, kids? Yeah, the, some of the games are younger. Some of them are a little bit more advanced. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a coding game that I would say is... More um, advanced. For a little bit um, older school age. Okay. But Osmo is recommended for ages 5 through 12. Five. Okay. Um, but we just added some new um, Osmo kits. There's a coding jam kit, a monster kit, and a pizza co kit. So you can so, actually assemble a pizza yeah, you pie. Had a, you had me a pizza. You had me a pizza. <laughs> and it's almost like you're inserting yourself in the game. Oh, that's because great. Because of this reflective mirror, you're, it's picking you're up your movements. You're literally part of what you're doing. Yeah, it's really amazing. We've gotten some great feedback, um, and that's really popular. We also just included a StickBot animation studio. Ooh, so um, for any kids that are interested, it comes with a little green screen and little StickBot figures. That is excellent. That sounds really so cool. So you can explore stop motion animation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for the little learners, we do have some devices for um, the little ones to help them explore coding and get a taste of that at a young age. So we have um, Fisher-Price. They put out a Coda pillar. Wow. So it's a little caterpillar that um, you assemble and, you know, it teaches them basic coding. And we have also something called a B-Bot, which you can program to go in different directions. Mm -hmm. You can create a maze on the on the floor with blocks that you have at home. Mm -hmm. um, and then B-Bot can be programmed to navigate within that maze. So there's a lot of interactive hands-on equipment in this collection, which is really beneficial for families. And it's excellent. You know, it's great for a rainy day. And, and <laughs> absolutely take advantage of it yeah. and uh, on days where it's not so rainy mm. stephanie you have uh, some new item coming to the collection uh, shortly yes we do we have a very new item it is almost ready to be out but it's not quite ready yet but it will be soon it is the um, telescope we have this really fantastic telescope so also kind of for families or individuals that really anyone can use it um, and, and this is not a little tiny it's a no it is not a small this telescope is a, this is a large see the craters of the moon telescope yes it is a quite a sizable telescope and that's the really great thing about it and um it it's really we're excited about it it's, it's going to be very it's cool. taken it's a process soon. to get it yes. out but it's coming soon and we're excited because once it's out especially now that hopefully I guess the weather is really suitable no matter what. You can go out in the winter True. in blankets and True. you can yes. really any season. That's the nice thing because there's always something to see in space. I prefer the warmer weather. Well, I think yes. most people do, but even in the but winter, it's kind of fun. To, there are good things to see there's in the winter. Great absolutely. things to see in the winter, great planets <laughs> yes. and stars to explore. Um, so the telescope is something we're really excited about. We are also actually going to be loaning out a sewing machine as well very Fantastic. soon. So that's a really exciting thing. So you can sew the the uh, the piece of clothing that you're going to be wearing exactly. while you're outside. You can watching sew the yourself a, a really warm, <laughs> and whilst, woolly poncho. Whilst watching the stars, you can have the Sphero uh, keeping <laughs> yes. track of uh, you know BB8. BB8 will protect everybody. Yeah, that's uh, we're excited about the telescope. Well, and, these, yeah. yeah, these are all exciting things. And for more information, uh, you can visit our website, uh, our show notes page at MCPL library excuse me mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts uh, for our show notes page with links to everything that we talked about uh, in this segment Christine and Stephanie thank you so much for coming down today and talking about the library of things thank, thank you, you for having us <laughs>
All right, back. That was some focus segment. That was great. It's a little a little a longer than usual yeah. mm-hmm. because we had a lot of, a lot to talk about. But you guys use uh, anything from the Library of Things collection? Um, I have taken out uh, something, but it, it is eluding my mind right now. But I have to say, those hotspots are very popular. Yes, yes the hotspots mm-hmm. are popular. Jimmy, I think you took out the converter, right? I the, did. Um, the VHS to DVD converter. I'm huge Ranger fan, and I have some <laughs> old games that were on uh, VHS tape, mm-hmm. so I was able to convert so many of those. So very now nice. they're that's, yeah. preserved yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, I don't think forever. people would think to do that, but that's actually a great. A great idea. I didn't want to, you know, so you could tell when the tape is starting to go and you want to get that yeah, off. Absolutely. It was beautiful. I and love it. To have it, it on mm-hmm. DVD and then, and I mean, technically you could then go from DVD to full digital, mm-hmm. right? You could yes. just have your computer rip that yeah. um, into a digital file and then you have it on, you know, your iTunes or movies exactly. or mm-hmm. Apple, uh, not Apple, uh, Google Play mm-hmm. has some sort of movie viewer and VLC. You got to teach great, me how to do that. All these great <laughs> apps. <laughs> So, so that was a good focus segment, and again, a little longer than usual. But mm-hmm. uh, we're very excited about our premiere episode, so we're we're talking mm-hmm. a little longer here. Uh, but that will do it for this very first episode of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. That is a mouthful. So we hope you enjoyed it. And again, if we spoke about anything during this podcast that you're interested in. You can visit our show notes page, and that's at um, mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts, plural podcasts. Um, And that's where you'll be able to find our most recent episode, as well as any notes and links to the things we have uh, discussed today. So uh, on behalf of Sarah Fade, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. Jim Ward. Thank you. It was a pleasure. My name is Sal DiVincenzo, and we'll see you on the next show.